0: Stay, Red China, Johnny Television, North Korea, South Korea, Maryland,
1: Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, where something, something pun, then Obama takes your gun.
2: Oh. There it goes.
1: <laughs> I'm running out of one-liners for the intro. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about some really fun stuff like the school shooting in Florida, um, the uh, overnight celebrity of the outspoken students, and the ever-present gun debate. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to Everyone's talk
2: about like, that. I'm going to go listen to another yeah. podcast. If, you,
1: if you've heard enough of that, just um, turn us off. Uh, but but that's what we're going to talk about. Hopefully, hopefully give you a different angle, I guess. Uh, but first... We have some new patrons to welcome because it's been a few weeks since uh, we did an official intro. So, Nate, would you like to welcome our four new patrons?
2: Yes. Uh, Wynona Wilson. Thank you. Gabriel Cox. Praise be. Lance Jackson. Hello, Lance.
1: Uh, Paul D'Armond. Hey, pretty good D- French accent. <laughs> Armand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, thanks, Paul. Sorry for butchering your name. Uh, if anybody wants to become a patron of ours, we have a bunch of uh, I don't know b- bonus episodes. I guess you could call them. The troll talks are up there um, all summer. We did these um, conversations that were pretty interesting about different things like Bigfoot and conspiracies and just anything that came to our our minds about religion and spirituality and stuff like that. Head on over to Patreon.com/slash Don't Feed the Trolls pledge at least a dollar a month we'll thank you on the podcast and you get a bunch of bonus episodes which by the way i don't know if you know this about patreon you guys there is an rss link that you can custom add by url to your podcast app and it will these these uh, patron episodes will come straight to your phone as like a whole different podcast and so you can just keep on yeah. listening to don't feed the trolls uh, even when we don't have new episodes out here there's plenty of stuff to listen to there and we're going to be adding to it soon. So um, yeah, I'm finally back from tour, so we're back back in the gr- back on the grind, ready to uh ready to produce some some good content for yeah. you guys.
2: You know, I've been I've been thinking about the Patreon and Don't Feed the Trolls and the last couple months it's been going down a little bit and I was just wanted to say like hey, if you really like this show, you listen to it a lot, you might not think that like, oh, I could give them five bucks, but it doesn't really help them much. Um, Matt, you and I hustle a lot in our daily lives, and you wouldn't believe how, if all the hardcore listeners listeners of this show chipped in five bucks a month, and we could get to the next level, we would. It would just help put in a little bit more juice into this show. Yeah, and the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, and and since we've been doing this for almost two years. Um I think now we can kind
1: of say hey look if you've been listening that long yeah
2: consider consider supporting the show
1: right right and it'd be nice to have more money for for Bit- bitcoin right now cuz it's pretty cheap <laughs> ah. <laughs> Nate let everyone know how angry you've been at the public discourse over the last few weeks. Uh, been... the last couple of days, yeah, I've been, uh, I don't know. I've always had this
2: sort of obsession about child celebrity. Uh, celebrity in general is very interesting to me, but child celebrity is even more interesting because there's so many facets to it. And uh, normally it doesn't end, end well. Um, well, yeah, I mean, very, very few child celebrities come out and have normal lives.
1: Right. And you, you know, for, for those who might just be tuning in for the first time or, or maybe don't know a bit about us, we experienced some like minor level of celebrity, you know, people knew us and loved us and we signed things and just being in bands and, and touring around and kind of being semi nationally known by a, by a small group of people, but still a group of people and, and being young and having that experience you know, we we understand the psychological ramifications of, of what that does to your brain, like what that does to you at, at a young age and how you have to sort out who you are um, apart from that. And that can kind of become your identity if you're not too careful. And it can lead to all this sort of, I don't know, anxiety, depression. Um, on the flip side, you know, ego and, and hubris about how important you are. You know, those things are just that's just stuff that we've experienced, and so we yeah, kind of have a yeah. bit of a perspective on it, I think yeah, and I
2: mean it's like it's frustrating because like i i mean you can't I feel like in our country now, if you don't a hundred percent agree with a movement or an idea or a political space, then you're out it's all or nothing. And yeah. uh, you know you can't make any critiques like, "Hey, this is this is cool what the kids are doing," but at the same time, right? There's these downsides. No, these kids are heroes. You're an idiot, right? And right? It's like, okay, cool. So, so you've been um, you've been luck.
1: concerned about the the over kind of the overnight celebrity of these kids who are who are clearly have been through a trauma, and the national media yeah. has kind of like just swarmed them. Um, they've be, they've become activists and and poster children, literally. Uh, Mouthpieces for a a, a movement for gun regulations, and um, and you're you're sitting back going, I don't know if this is good for them. Like you're really thinking about what's good for them, and and people are going, oh you're a hater, you're a hater. This is how they're processing their grief, you know.
2: Or it's like, you know, like I I got blasted on this. My buddy's like, I, I really feel like he posted something like, I really feel like all the hate and the memes are terrible. And I said, look, you're right. The alt right. Or the far right, or whatever you want to call them, coming out and making terrible memes that you know we all got sucked into. There was that one that went around with she was tearing the Constitution, and it was fake news, yeah. and yeah, I shared was, it, didn't realize it. There was one, yeah, uh, there was
1: one where where Emma Gonzalez, it's it's the ad for I don't know Teen Vogue or something, where they're where they're tearing up a target. It's like a, yeah. it's like a, a a gun target, and um, yeah. someone. it was pretty good nate it it was it was your level your level of talent went into that better than Um, mine yeah i mean they put the constitution i didn't didn't
2: even yeah it looked it looked like it was totally legit and
1: you know you you're
2: on twitter you're scrolling scrolling through your feed you don't have time to research everything and you're like wow that's that's crazy and then you know one of my friends tweeted at at me the next day like hey that's photoshop i'm like yeah so the memer
1: the memer got memed yeah for those who don't know emma gonzalez was tearing up a target like we don't want to be targeted not the constitution and then and then someone went in there and i don't know it's not called photoshop because it's video what's it called nate
2: no Uh, you can photoshop it frame by frame
1: oh you could frame by frame so someone put the constitution on the target and it says we the people at the top and she she's tearing it in half (laughs) yeah and and, and nate sends this to me i'm like is this real because if this is real this is the wrong message to send to america yeah and that's what i thought tear up the constitution I, I thought it was. I definitely thought it was real. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't share it, but I I mentioned it to a few people. And then the next day, I saw that um, it was fake. And so I posted something and said, hey, this got this got me, too. Like, I thought this was real because <laughs> yeah. someone I shared mean, this with me. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I posted right? it and, and retracted at least my implicit belief because I, I, I'm glad I didn't go public and, and well, say, this what is, is going this on? Is,
2: this is like the future of our lives though because it's getting harder and harder to tell what's real and, f- and fake and right. they've said that you know they CGI and, and and AI can now put right. anyone's head on anyone's uh v- vocals now and you can kind of and it's like in 10 years we're not going to know what is real and what's not real. Yeah, we will. It's crazy. Blockchain, blockchain
1: blockchain okay but uh verify they'll verify yeah. on blockchain uh that's awesome that's true that's probably what'll have to happen it'll have to happen it's <laughs> like wh- is that real can we look can we find it on yeah. the blockchain smart
2: contracts on yeah.
1: every single piece oh of news. i guarantee all digital assets will be on the blockchain and you'll know exactly you'll be able to trace them exactly that's to the source yeah see see reasons why you need to listen to this podcast you wouldn't be able to get in on the
2: ground floor if you didn't yeah what ICO so, is doing that for? I guess so. Head on it. over to patreon.com. dot <laughs> slash uh, So I'm frustrated because it's like the far right digs their heels in when they feel like these kids are being used for a political agenda, which right. obviously they, they are. Do sort have, of. They do have 15 minutes of fame, right? It's not American Idol. 15 minutes of fame. I get that, right? They were. Th- it was thrust upon them. It's still 15 minutes of fame. I'm not. I'm not making that up. Yeah, they're going like, to do a
1: where are they now in 10 years, and yeah, it's going to yeah. not be pretty, is what we expect. It's probably not going to be pretty, because right. it... Uh, and we would hope... Wait, we, we hope it is. We hope they're living healthy, happy lives, and have learned a lot through the process, and, you know... But we just... We know this as Americans, that kids who are thrown into things that are bigger than themselves... Uh, it's It seems like there's just really no... There's just no boundaries, no restrictions, and I and I hope they have yeah. family around them that are, like, really keeping everything in check. But, like, I, you look at the Twitter, like, David Hogg on Twitter, this kid has 578,000 Twitter followers. Yeah, yeah. And Emma Gonzalez has 1.47 million. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like, you know, a month ago, they were just high school teenagers going to yeah. school. And I, yeah. gr- granted, these kids are really articulate, and I don't think they're, like, dumb, you know, I think they're, I think they're well, naive, like kids are. I but, mean, that, but I, but that I think one they, David
2: Hoag kid has some. He said some stuff. He's, you know, he says calls his parents like stupid or something. Is it Hoag or Hog? I said Hog. I don't know. Okay,
1: Hoag Hog. Well, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, kids, Hogue. kids are going to be kids, right? But they're articulate and and you know, they seem teachable. I don't know. But they're but but still, just still
2: like, they're they're still seventeen year old right. kids. Like right. I don't care, Obama at seventeen was different than Obama at 37. Well, right. What can you handle exactly at that yeah. age? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean they 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 have a huge arm of people saying, "Yeah, you're doing the right thing." But in 20 years they might go, "Man, maybe maybe solely focusing like hyper-focusing on just access wasn't the right." You're talking decision. about
1: access and regulation of guns. Yeah. Right, yeah, access. It, it's all just the the they've hyper focused the, the argument down, boil down to just access. Well, do you think that the adults in their lives, or at least the news media that tends to lean towards more gun regulations, um, is kind of encouraging that, or do you think well, that they, mean, they've I, decided that that's secure? Well, I mean, somebody
2: You know, somebody from the other side posted on my Facebook. There was this one kid from Parkland that nobody knows the name of this kid because he's oh, I saw conser- I saw that kid. he's part yeah. of the conservative movement. Yeah. And and he's not on. He's not getting ushered around and getting. Right. You know, he's getting invited to speak on conservative news. I, media. I saw
1: his Twitter feed, and he had like he had he had been talking to senators about getting a bill passed that like was was all about the checks and balances of regulating mental health and reporting uh, potential school shooters and stuff like that. I think I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think that's what it was. And it's yeah, getting but, it's getting like no attention, like the kids, but, just, well, yeah, because it's not about the gun exactly uh, so
2: yeah. i'm my whole thing i wrote back my last post on the on the on the facebook thread i was on was like okay guys you're right this is 100% non-political this is 100% organic non-partisan movement these kids are going to have no consequences in their life by being thrust into celebrity yeah uh, via, via a, a tragedy. Oh, and here's a link to how the black lives matter movement is actually really bummed because they're getting they They do not get the national attention when black kids are killed on the streets. Right. If this happened in a black school, it would not be on the national stage. Yeah. I'm sorry. It wouldn't be. We all know that there yeah. is a, a p- political agenda here. And whether you believe in that or not, you can't just stick your head in the sand and say, Oh, well, I agree with this movement so it's 100% perfect. Right. I mean, how
1: dare you? Well you mentioned yeah, you mentioned that about the polarization of our discourse and and I've noticed this too is that you can't critique. You cannot even critique a side if you claim to if you want to claim any more to be a part of it. Even if you're they, left of center, Oh yeah, on they, their side. they will reject you so fast. Like I I spent all of 2015, 2016 and most of 2017 criticizing uh, conservative politicians criticizing Donald Trump, criticizing the fundamentalist Christians who who gave rise to this ridiculousness, and and I was called a libtard multiple times and whatever, 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 and and uh, you know people see me as this like really sort of. Liberal partisan, like that's that's what I'm about. I'm all about just party line politics and yeah, rhetoric yeah, and yeah. everything. I'm not. I'm just trying to be crit- critical of things that I, that I think need criticism or are under criticized. And now I'm coming you like
2: out, you like the debate.
1: Well, I like to sort of be con- contrarian, but I hope I hope my contrarianism is helpful to some people because it. I'm I'm a free thinker. I'm an independent. I I can move around. And the thing is, yeah. it's so funny yeah. how quickly how quickly I have been at least on social media, ejected from my partisan, kind of more radical left-leaning uh, friends who always sided with me, you know, against Trump or, or against um, fundamentalism. They, um, you know, if I say anything critical of the far left being illiberal or authoritarian or, um, or, 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 or I don't know, being dishonest, they get so mad at me. And um, are very uncomfortable and and have said so. I mean, they're like, I'm I'm sad that you think this way, or I'm sorry that you feel this way. Like, they they can't be critical of their own. Well, and, yeah, I'm not saying I'm swinging to the other side. I'm just saying I am free to criticize my own motion. I I I identify as left of center, and I am free to criticize my own. Yeah, it's just self criticism. It's important, and we can't even do that anymore.
2: I know, but but what I'm saying is that we're all in movement. We're all, you know, there's times when you're like, oh, I'm really following this guy that says a lot of great things. He's kind of on the far, far left, but he, you know, he's saying good stuff. Yeah. I'm listening to him. And then you're like, oh, here's this Jordan Peterson guy. He's saying how, you know, like we have become way too uh, one-sided in the way we do everything. And it's it's now getting toxically dangerous. Right. And, you you know, you kind of swing a little bit more to the right because you need some balance on this boat. If we're all on the left side of the canoe, uh, I read this article the other day. Um, It was really great. Uh, It was about how San Francisco is so incredibly liberal now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's so much... Homeless
2: that they're dying yeah. of their
1: own liberalism. I read that one yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, You read that one too. Yeah. yeah. So they're dying of their People own. People are liberalism. defecating in the street, and there's like break-ins all over the place. It's Like super high crime rate for, yeah, yeah. for Your cars getting I'm, smashed. I'm in, glad so. that you
2: read the... We said so. Let's let's bring our listeners up to speed. So in San Francisco, basically, there is no opposing political power. So you you, you know the left will get elected no matter what, and in a sense, they're all on like it, it, it's basically like if they were all you know right. um what's uh trust fund kids in the sense like they just there's no motivation there's, n- there's no self criticism right? there's no criticism no. Yeah. in the public
1: discourse right
2: so at night they say the streets just glitter like diamonds because um people break into cars and and, and only like one percent of people who break into cars right. ever get caught or or even go through the system so people just break into cars all night long and she and this, this this girl who was writing the article said like right away everyone said hey you can't even leave a tissue box in your car or it'll get broken into uh, yeah and, and so don't and, yeah. and then she said there's apps on you know they you know these,
1: these people have developed apps to tell you of course where they did Sil- silicon valley where in the city you can avoid human defecation. Or, or no, you, you report human defecation and they'll come clean it up.
2: <laughs> or they'll come clean it up. But yeah, but like this is where it's really bad. Avoid these spots kind of thing. <laughs> so we have, the, the homeless have overtaken the city. Right, right. They're crapping and pissing everywhere. And so it's like, like, and, and I would say so, you and so, I are... So we're talking or,
1: about measured criticism and balance because when you start b- yeah. breathing your own farts... Like that wonderful uh, South Park <laughs> episode, you remember when they they go to San Francisco and there's a huge smug problem. It's like smog, and it's like rolling in, and all the smug is <laughs> all the smug is going to destroy everybody, and they're all that's just hilarious. like breathing in their farts and going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's you need that's liberalism. So right... That's liberalism gone wrong with no checks and balances. You know, I mean, you need the conservative yeah. going in. With the disgust reflex, you know, psychological temperament wise, going, this is wrong. We need to clean this place up. We need to, we need law and order. We need to get these people arrested. You know, you need that balance in there. And yeah, Yeah. of course, if that goes too far, that's tyrannical on the other side. But um, yeah, but yeah, but but, but I'm, but I'm just like
2: telling these people, like, look, if I don't 100% support this uh, gun agenda with these kids in this specific school, well, all right, that's cool, but the Black Lives Matter kids—the kids who are getting shot every day in cities like Chicago—they're um, actually not a hundred percent behind this either, because they've been crying wolf for years, right? Years, decades, and nobody cares. And right. uh, if this—if a black a black kid went in with an AK, well, d- doesn't into it d- a black school and shot ten kids? It would not. They would not be hoisted on stage in Washington for these huge rallies, which. You know, that rally had to have been organized sure, but if you years need, ago. If you need, a year ago or
1: if two. If you if you need legislation, it, you don't really I mean, I guess it is sort of unfair that the white kids get all the attention, but if they pass legislation that you desire, then what do you care? You should support it, right? I mean The point is, is like it's not You don't like the energy and the fame of it. I I think No,
2: right? I, I just don't think it's a hundred percent agreed upon on every like the kids I'm I don't think it's wise and healthy to say the kids can do no wrong. Oh, absolutely. Like, kids can do no wrong <laughs> But that's what it is. It's like these kids are heroes. You need to blindly support them and whatever they say is gospel.
1: And I think they are brave and sure. I think but I think it's it's also a measured and reasonable response to say they are not only grieving, but they have post traumatic stress and that is a disorder that messes with your brain. Uh, if someone came into your high school when you're 17 yeah, years exactly. old and shot killed 17 people and a couple teachers and shot 17 other people with a with a rifle and you were run running screaming through the hall trying to save your life, like that would traumatize you. And then to be immediately thrown on the national stage and be on CNN yes. and be in these massive crowds and then get you know a million and a half twitter followers that has to be so much worse for your for your healing of that trauma well yeah long term
2: and and this person wrote like well they are sacrificing their healing to push forward this thing yeah but who
1: decided that yeah exactly you know do they have the agency and the wherewithal to really decide that i guess we're accepting that they do but um and, or you know, they were like, How can you
2: say they're not healing properly? And I'm like, I don't know. Go ask a counselor. Like, yeah. you know, if someone dies and someone gets shot up and, and you have a traumatic experience, hopping into the national spotlight probably isn't what any counselor would suggest you go do. Well, one would. <laughs> it's just, well, it's one... just because people are so convinced that this narrative is just the most it's important thing.
1: Well, it's a, a lot of people are saying, Okay, so. You know, a few kids sacrifice their psychological healing, but in in the long run we get legislation passed yeah, exactly that makes They're it using a lot him. more difficult for people to get um, the I guess at least the rifles that that are capable of doing whatever in their mind. My, uh, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: That that they would say, okay, well that was a win for American society because there is an epidemic of these mass shootings going on, op- school yeah, shootings. Op- and- operational
2: cost. The kids. The kids' mental health was the operational cost to save thousands of other kids. Right. Like, um, I guess okay. so. Yeah. I, I, you know what I mean, but but the kids who are in the spotlight right now, getting handed the microphone by specific types of people to say certain st- types of things, are uh, you know, they're not all great
1: people handing right. them the microphone. They're Um, trying to exploit them for a soundbite, is what you're saying.
2: And that's what I'm trying to say about the Black Lives Matter movement. These kids in Chicago are not given this opportunity because they're not, you know, like, they're not. And so I think that, you know, obviously we can conclude there's some political agenda here. That this isn't just 100% organic, true movement with millions of people across the United States.
1: Well, I mean are, there's a there's uh, a demand for there's a demand for these kids, you know, and and, and I exactly. guess the free market sort yes. of rises up to They're probably getting paid. Supply the demand. Well, I'm sure they're being taken care of. I mean there's, there's Yeah, there's, so there's, it's like you know, it's like don't go back to so school, the conflicts we'll pay of, for you. Yeah. The conflicts of interest are probably just
2: growing daily and hourly of just like, Okay, where do you draw the line? Like, uh, you know, you've got probably got big news medias that are like, Man, we can get millions of clicks if we get this kid on the show I right. call the kid and he's like, I got 50, 50 other interviews lined up. Well, we'll pay you 150 well, grand to do our interview. And it's I like, feel like oh, the shit. news media you know?
1: is, there's something sadistic about it. The way that it eats people up in the moment, the way that it kills a story or the way that it keeps putting yeah. these kids in front of the cameras, just waiting for them to trip up and do do or say something ridiculous. So that could be another yeah. scandal and get more views. Yeah. And more. They, they don't They don't really care about the kids. I mean, they're going to be on to some other news story next week and and exploiting somebody else.
2: And and me just calling it 15 minutes of fame on this uh, Facebook rant. Right. Like, I got blasted. How dare you call it 15? Like, that's what it is. Right. Like, that is the fact of the matter. We've all seen 15 minutes of fame. You and I experienced 15 minutes of fame. Right, uh, you know, so it's like, yeah, I know at Fifteen, I just feel like writing back, like, uh, been in fifteen minutes of fame in my mid twenties. Definitely, mentally, was hard to get through in my thirties, early thirties, right? Because I experienced that fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah, the crash of that when you're so when your band stops you going, even, it's insane. Yeah. yeah, it is. Like if once you, you know when the the mental downside of going from selling five hundred tickets on a nationwide tour to then going back out and selling one hundred and fifty was. Super difficult to handle. But then these
1: kids are going to wake up and they're going to sell zero eventually because they've they've produced nothing but just uh, controversy for the media. Which I'll have chewed them up and spit them out, and then. Why? And
2: that's what I want to say is like on this Facebook post. I don't want to be a dick, but I'm just like, okay, who here has actually experienced some kind of 15 minutes of fame? None of you have, right? Okay, so none of you guys have any idea what they're experiencing right now. So don't sit here and act like, oh right. yeah, you're some social arm armchair justice warrior because you have you have not experienced any of this. Well, you because have no people, idea like, what people they're dealing
1: love. With. They love the. I think they're married to the. Fantasy of celebrity, and they see attention as value. We've talked about this before with, um, yeah, giving people yeah. attention, and that's the way our culture sees it. So whatever we value has attention. So people are mad that Kim Kardashian has attention and has followers because it's like, is that really what we value as a culture? And then you see these kids who are like, you know, standing up trying to trying to pass some reasonable legislation about gun regulations. And, and you see them being brave in the face of all this grief and what happened to them in the tragedy. And you go, okay, th- I can support that celebrity because that's what we should ha- value. Uh, but at the same time, people have a fantasy about what celebrity is and what it does to people. Because they, I think they secretly think, that would be great if that was me. Like, if yeah. I got that. But no, when you've tasted not. that, <laughs> you realize it's not good for you. It's not good. Uh, yeah. And really only, like, narcissistic um you know obsessive compulsive people do really well at it <laughs> well know? it's
2: because you you know it's like it's like you and I uh you know i think daily we probably think about just like our our arc of our future what we're doing and it's hard because we, like we like to create stuff uh we see successful people we have friends who've gone on to be way more successful um in terms of music or art or whatever like yeah. i have a couple friends who i know that are um, you know, old friends who, you know, I constantly just clicking around the internet and see their faces and go, oh, that's so weird. We used to just be uh turds backstage together trying to get our record labels to email us back. And uh <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. I and then I go through this process of like feeling like, damn, like they made it and I didn't make it. Right. Like, but then you what, need me what and did you're, I... you're
1: going, Nate, you don't want that life yeah i know i know right i remember but like the first is... time i the first time i realized i was out like i was out of the game the hustle for fame or whatever yeah was when yeah. like the first year that i i don't know who it was it was like maybe 2009 or 10 when like Amberlin announced they were gonna be on warp tour and you know we toured with that band and and i was sitting at home and i i don't know if uh, we'd, we just had a record come out that didn't do so well no one was calling us for tours and like where where there should have been some level of envy like i want i want to go out i want to be on more yeah. tour i want to do main stage or whatever there was only relief it was like oh, i'm glad i'm not them you know <laughs> because they yeah they signed to the major they you know did this world tour and they were gone yeah. all the time and it was this crazy yeah. thing and i'm looking at it and i'm like i know what that is and i'm glad I don't well, have that.
2: It's funny because I ran into Stephen Christian at uh, Home Depot one day. We were just at Home Depot, both, you know, being being dads, being homeowners, right? And uh, yeah, I, I know him decently. Um, lived lived right down the street, and and it, we had we had that conversation. Literally yeah. had that conversation. He's like, man, you know, I could just I could just tell the uh, just in his voice, he's just like. I just don't want to tour anymore. Yeah, I don't want to be gone all the time. I, and I was just funny because yeah, you've, you and I have seen the other side. But what's weird is like, but here's the problem: people don't realize once you've tasted it, then you're home for six months, and you're like, I kind of want to. I'm not happy here either. <laughs> right. I want to go on tour, and it's just this never ending, not <laughs> comfortable in your own skin. That's why I do two frustration, weeks a year. <laughs> and then these 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 kids are going to. Once this all chimes down, then they're going to have to like make a personal brand. Like, okay, well, I'm no longer popular because of the school shooting, so now I've got to up this. I've got to yeah, start a they'll YouTube be, channel. They'll be
1: activists. I really hope they don't jump yeah. right into activism. I hope. Oh, they, they will. Go to sco- they, I hope they go to College will. and yeah, but the, do the things that kids do. Like, don't sacrifice your childhood. Don't sacrifice yeah, that coming of but, age. You know, I mean, go to prom and you know. But it is
2: addicting they are they got the shot of heroin they're in it they oh, feel the it. opportunities feel good. have
1: to be flowing in too so it's but, like well if you don't take them then you just miss it feels like you're missing out you know
2: yeah and it, but i i don't know i just i don't see this as like if if black kids were on the stage if they if they were talking about multiple things if they were talking about hey Let's help these kids tomorrow. Maybe we need metal detectors in schools until yeah. we can figure this out. Uh, maybe we need mental health services now at every single school. Maybe yeah, uh, what's a metal you
1: detector know- going to do when the when the when the kid with a AR fifteen just walks right in and it beeps and goes off and the cop runs away because he doesn't want to. It's engaged Whatever. I mean, it seems yeah.
2: to sort of help on planes, so it might help in schools. Right. I'm just saying, like, do we have any ideas? Are we, are well, we? Well, and that's what we should talk about. We should talk about the the
1: fact that this political agenda of just it kind of you see this school shooting and you hear these stories of just a complete administrative breakdown with reporting this guy to a counselors to officials, to law enforcement. Yeah, there's um, so many issues. This guy went completely unchecked, this kid. There were so many warning signs and places where, you know, his whole plan should have been thwarted. But, you know, time and again, the system failed to stop him. And, and not addressing now this. Now yeah. the focus is just all about how he Access. bought a gun. But yeah, doesn't isn't yeah. there like a huge chain of events that lead up yeah. to the, 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 the point where the, well, the kid has a gun? Well, this is what I think makes the far right dig their
2: heels in and make memes and make jokes because they see that they say, "Look, this is a huge discussion here." Right. And if you guys, if you guys aren't willing to engage the whole entire, if you don't, if you just zoom in on the micro of this, then we're going to make fun of you. But if you zoom out and look at the macro issues, the macro causes, and look in like the facts that like zero NRA members have ever committed, uh, right a mass shooting. Zero. So, well, they're yeah. The, they're the people, gun
1: nerds who, like, train for safety and, yes. and are responsible. And, yeah. yeah so, well, it's like, there are facts. There are facts out there that
2: actually gun violence, the last major study they did, which was, like, four or five years ago, actually said that gun violence was going down. There is some flaws in the gun violence uh, issue that they account they suicides in that as gun violence. Right, but, right. you know, uh, if you take out suicides, you actually have a rate of 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 gun violence going down now, what is going up is these crazy public mass, mass shootings, shootings of right, like, which so, I mean uh, we can
1: we can kind of blame the 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 mass media for that you know the national media covering these um these kind of lone yeah. wolf you know killers who who know that they can go out in a blaze of glory and everyone will. Poster their face all over the place, and they'll be known and, and recognized for their one last terrible deed, and uh, and I just think that that's part of the problem. That's why we have copycats, you know, because people are 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 being made famous by their dastardly deeds, and I really think that yeah. we should hold the national media accountable to have a policy where they do not publish the name or the face of killers. You just say it was this person. I don't know. It's
2: it's so difficult because you know you do have a fake news era, and people are like, well, "Did this kid actually do it? Who is this kid?" You know what I mean? So it's difficult because yeah. it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, how about this? Everyone just turn about off Stephen tur- Paddock. We haven't even really. And you know, they just released some
1: kind of whatever video six here's months a good, later. And yeah, here's and a good it's like what we can also yeah exactly I saw that. Um, Here's a good movement we could all do um, together and would really create change. Everyone turn off cable news and never watch it again. If we get everybody (laughs) to do that and we say, we'll turn it on when you stop covering uh, mass shooters, just never cover it. I bet you we would save tens of thousands of lives over the next decade. But the way that they cover these things and the way that there's so much energy around it, I just see other... Loony people looking at that, going, "Oh, I could do that. I've I hate the world. I could do that, and I could be yeah. famous. You know?
2: Uh, yeah, we can all agree. I think what you're trying to say, in like a broad sense, is a hundred things have gone wrong in a kid's life before he picks up a gun and walks into a school. a yeah. hundred things have gone wrong, and a hundred people along each one of those things knew." That you know, man. Something's off with not, that kid. Yeah, s- something's not right here. Teachers, um, counselors, parents, friends of parents, friends sure. of kids, friends. Me- it was, parents
1: of kids. Sure, but then it's then it's other things you can blame too. Not just the people around that new- noticed, but you. The national news media. You can blame oh, yeah uh, totally. medicine and what kind of medication the kid was on and yeah well, you know I
2: I've read some stats that like over sixty percent of kids that commit these crimes are on some mind altering drug and
1: uh, what do you mean yeah, like you uh, for anxiety and depression
2: yeah just uh, mind altering drugs and uh, having have been on those uh, in the past they are no they are no uh, small
1: so they come down or, or from it and there's a side effect of like just. You know if you don't take your mind if you don't take psychosis. your mind altering
2: drugs daily, yeah. if you skip it if you skip a day and you start to get withdrawal symptoms, they make you suicidal. They make you soup you have the craziest negative thoughts huh. in the world. Like coming off of that stuff is very, very difficult. And we're just prescribing especially the ol- them Especially the older yeah. ones.
1: We're just over prescribing yeah. everybody these things too, you know. With yeah. al- nobody wants you to g- talk about the fact that, you know, there could be alternate you know that's another thing you can't talk about. You can't talk about whether or not, um, you know, uh, antidepressants or um, what are they called? Not
2: SSRI's.
1: SSRI's. Yeah. Whether or not those are 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 good, um, because there is this sort of agenda on the left to say, no, we've been shamed for taking drugs, especially if you grew up fundamentalist Christian, right? So you're not allowed to yeah. have depression yeah. because that's a spiritual thing, which is all a bunch of horseshit, obviously. You know, um, I have people in my family that uh, become stable mentally on on these types of uh, SSRIs and stuff. They they work
2: for some people. But you can't have a
1: conversation about criticizing it. You can't have a conversation about how that plays a role in some of this stuff. Well, they're very dangerous. singular. It just gets so monolithic. It's only about the ability to buy a gun. That's yeah, it. Uh-huh, and I'm like, that just uh-huh. is not the whole picture. Can we talk about the whole picture? Not, we are not even mature enough to have that conversation. It's the same country.
2: it's the same thing that when people go You know, all Trump voters are or are, are uh, terrible people. It's like look, look, you have You have so much to unpack when you say something like that. Right. Only, like, what, 15% of the public actually liked Trump in the primaries. And then it came down to that was their only option. And so, really, it was only a small percentage of the population, whereas 85% of of Republicans, I guess you could say, had their... Kazich or whatever uh, rubios Kazich, yeah all these other guys that they were into and it just came down to well shit we have to vote for trump you know i mean and and then the other side was the same thing like oh shit we have to vote for hillary all right right, okay uh you know even though she probably had her 10 15 percent of people who liked her right but people want a broad stroke sweep everybody everyone who votes this way is is the demon or and, anybody uh, or
1: anybody that criticizes you know what the national news media is doing to these kids and 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 uh, whether or not the regulation really have will, will have any effect yeah. on 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 another determined premeditated <laughs> yeah. killer it, getting might not even
2: work yeah i mean I, if if 30 million or 300 million guns exist in the country already right. and i've read something where like uh there was a stat that said like 70% of mass shootings are with a handgun. Right. Um so yeah, I don't know I what constitutes I, I don't know what article. constitutes. Right. What constitutes a mass shooting I don't know, but um but the but the stats two, the stats two or
1: more people are
2: please. but the stats aren't really great for the argument to be honest. They're just right. not. Um they don't help. Right. You but know, I but at the same pro- time progress. it's
1: like here's here's where I'm at with it. Let's Okay, number one, there's laws in the books that are not being enforced. And that's BS. That means that regulators uh, are kind of turning a blind eye, or there's not resources to enforce these things, and there's not a database to, that, that is getting maintained or whatever. There's laws in the books that should be enforced, and we should be enforcing them. I, I don't know what you do, but like, you know, in, in the state of Washington, if they don't card you at a bar, the bar could be fined, I don't know, $10,000, and they could lose their liquor license. It's like terrible. Yeah. It's a terrible fine, right? If they don't card you when you buy a gun, that, that should be the same thing, right? Like if they don't do yeah, the regulation get to get the gun, then then that person's whole shop should be shut down by the regulators. And you just yeah. make them very afraid of that, and then they'll all always do it. So we got to enforce the gun laws in in play. And then also, I'm totally fine with you know. Like we have, we had this argument over text the other day. We had, we have military personnel who are trained to use AR-15s and, and um, what are those ones yeah, M-16s and stuff, but obviously the automatic kind, but they're using these in battle and they're trained, you know, you know, they go through hours and hours of training on how to, you know, gun safety and, and how to utilize this thing and and for, for its intended purpose of killing people and, and protecting your own or whatever. And then, um, you know, and then they come back from war and they see these civilians just go, you just go in there and buy it. And I, it's not an automatic weapon. I get it. You know, um, you can make it shoot faster, but probably not as fast as an automatic weapon. I understand that. But at the same time, it just seems like there is a dichotomy. We have the government training, you know, making sure that before someone gets a military issue, um, uh, weapon, they're trained to use that properly. But we're not making sure that civilians are trained properly. And it just seems, it just seems like common sense. Yes, your right to own a gun. It should, we should protect that, but we should make sure that number one, you're not crazy. you don't have any weird citations in your criminal background check. And, and, and number two, uh, you know how to use that. Can you go to a firing range and prove that you can use that? Because obviously there's tons of gun accidents. Like that just seems common sense to me. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, it, you know, I think, I think, I, I agree. I don't think. And I said this on the text message. It's like you, you have to, you have to pass a th-
1: driving. You have to pass a driving exam yeah, to, exactly. to drive a car. Why not there are with a ca- gun?
2: Well, I think that the people want that control. I'm, I don't know. i do not know. I was, I think we were texting somebody about how in Sweden there's like a committee of people who, who go and like in order to get a license, you have to kind of like they have to interview some people in your life and your community. Like, is this person? legit or not and they get like an overall consensus and then they say yeah you can get a gun mm-hmm. um, based on just like what what your your
1: uh, you know your little community says about you yeah. as an
2: individual if you live with um, your
1: grandma and grandma knows that you're violent and grandma says eh, do yeah. not give him a gun
2: <laughs> yes you don't get a gun you don't and, get a gun uh, but, yeah. but I think the thing is, is what people don't want is the government to regulate right. this. But someone needs to be uh, doing some checks and balances. Yes, it shouldn't be easy for a kid to become Rambo. Right. Like, I get that, you know? Like, you can't just walk into Walmart and become Rambo. And it it that makes sense to yeah. me. That seems... And well, I think and that's the what they're that trying to 90, say. And that, he, and everyone's he, like, well, that's what they're trying to say. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fine that they're yeah. trying to say that. Does, does anybody know where, where
1: Cruz actually got the gun? That he had, Uh, I don't know. Did he just go in and buy it? Because I think you can buy it at eighteen. And I don't know
2: his name, Matt, because I don't want to make these guys popular. But I don't know. Oh, see, you just blew it, man. You just, you just. (laughs) I'm making him him famous because now
1: he's been mentioned on Don't Be the Trolls podcast. Now it's just there's going to be so many copycats from our listeners.
2: I thought the whole time we were just talking about the guy that ran for president. You know, so. (laughs) Oh yeah, Ted Uh,
1: Cruz. My bad. Uh, yeah. he did it. So, he, did
2: it. Uh, he, he he's the hated one. uh <laughs> I, yeah. um I, I, I think we need something. I think you know we need to, um, probably have some kind of committee, some kind of moral committee. I don't know um, about this, those. Man. There's he's this kangaroo court. There, I don't know about there's that. This,
1: there just should just be. Block- you just gotta check it off a list. You pass this, you pass this, you pass this. I don't want people with their subjectivity and like people having power. I don't like the group having power over the individual either. Okay, okay. Here,
2: listen to this. There's this blockchain startup called InsurePal. And they say that the problem with insurance, we can use this as a a sort of a
1: tool to see if it works. Are
2: they paying you? Is this
1: ICO paying you?
2: No, 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 it's not paying me. I, I almost invested <laughs> in this ICO. and I'm glad I didn't because it went under ICO price um, like most of those do. Like all of ours But do, yeah. their whole business model was saying, look, you know, the community has the answer to the good drivers and the bad drivers. People kind of know, and they know that the types of people they are in their life. So if you can get sponsored by your community to get a good um, thumbs up driving record... Um, then you'll get a lower insurance rate, and you can enjoy the community. The weird thing that they do is that if you mess up, the people that sponsor you have to cover your accident fees, right?
1: Oh, weird. Well, what do they get out of
2: it? Well, they get they either they own the token, and the token can go up in value because the token runs the business. Right. So they're incentivized to make sure that they sign off on people who um, aren't. Scammers. So like, you know, it's it's crazy. Like a huge portion of insurance just goes to, to scams. Sure. So you might be able to actually have fifteen dollars a month for driver's insurance if you didn't have all this scam and collective right overhead money on the top of it all. I and mean, that'd be great. But imagine if you could be covered for ten bucks a month to drive your car. Um and I would say the same thing could work for guns. If you had some kind of system where a communal voice could easily be sort of, you know, people could sign off on your behalf, right? Um, like this verify you legit. on the blockchain. Yeah, verify you on the blockchain, and then you could get a gun if well, that you felt would, like that you needed would to protect stop your lone family.
1: wolves from doing their their lone gunman thing, where Definitely. you're just you're a loner and you're by yourself and you're angry and oh, yeah. I, if I I have to be nice to people to get a gun, and then try to convince them to vouch for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: saying the future of uh, I, I can't remember the term that they use. It was like they had some great term of what this is all called, um, when the community verifies you and your character. Um, right. But I but that's the future. Like I'm not just saying, oh, that would be a good idea. I'm like, look, no, this is ex- this exists. We have business models that like you know Microsoft tried to make. Right. Um, what was their What was their encyclopedia they tried to do? Um, Oh. And then and then Wikipedia blew him out of the water.
1: Right, right, cuz it was crowdsourced, yeah. Yeah,
2: crowdsourced. So everything is crowdsourced now. So it, right. it, 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 to me it feels like the easiest way is to is to stop debating and saying, "Look, there's ways to, to know if someone's crazy or not. Right. You don't have to like you don't have to go get them psychologically tested and go down to the doctor's office. Like we don't need some act we just need like a collective voice of 50 people in their life, well. 20 people nearby. Like you want to get a job, you put down a reference number. Okay. Yeah. Like, look, these people have to verify
1: right. well, the, it exists. Here, yeah. But here's no, it won't the, happen for guns. Here's you know? the irony of that though, that if people have If you have people in your life who can vouch for you, who know you well, chances are you becoming a a mass shooter are very low. I mean, it comes from the isolation and the disconnect. Thing is, you don't get the the gun then, and the resentment against the the world generally. I mean,
2: yeah, but I'm just saying, like, then the then the public can rest assured that like there's some system in place, right? There's something there versus the government, who's who's
1: eventually, if the government has that job. They'll just get banned. Well, let's just just say that for the people, Nate and I are not against gun control. We would like something more to be there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's our. I don't think. I don't think. Well, no, I'm just saying that. Like I, I'm in. I'm in the middle. I see both sides. I don't think, and nor do I believe in easy answers. Never have, never will. But I think that I get frustrated. When people I feel have like these easy kids are being used.
1: right, right, right. The easy answer is I just, just like being gun used. control, and that'll fix it.
2: it, it, it yeah, it just kind of reminds me of like a thousand scenes in a thousand movies where an, an opportunist comes along, sees an opportunity, seizes the opportunity, and you know, it, it's like in Titanic. You know, he wants to get on the lifeboat to get off the Titanic. the The rich guy he grabs that baby and he holds the baby. He's like, "Oh, but I'm the only the baby's only thing," and then gets on the lifeboat and, and and survives and then by the time he gets to the dock probably ditches the baby you know right, what i mean right right uh, it feels that way to me it's like grab these kids they're going to we're going to ride this lifeboat right. to, to to get our agenda through and then once we
1: get the boat to shore you know who cares what happens to the kids? Um, I hope that's not true. I mean, I hope they have people but, in their lives. But that's how we—that's how we do like, it. Like, yeah, it feels like it.
2: Okay, but I'm, there's a laundry list of of kid celebrities. Everyone from Macaulay Culkin right. to to Joni Harris, who's she? The girl from Jonathan, Full House. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> I think he actually got out. Did he get early out? Enough. Good yeah, for him. enough? yeah, yeah. He actually like got out of acting and lived a normal life but there is 30 40 50 kids everyone um that you kind of knew growing up that's like you can look at their life now and go oh man like the kid from terminator yeah to ended up basically yeah when adults aren't
1: careful about how much they push kids into and kids not really even knowing what they're doing you know like obviously these kids are they're they're teenagers they're they're a little bit older you know, it's not just like they're a child, but, um, but yeah, there, there's, there's some level that feels icky, some level of exploitation that I see too. And when I criticize it or think about it, I feel like, oh no, that's, people are going to be so inflamed that I don't, you know, just retweet everything these kids say and follow them on Twitter and, and yeah. really praise them change their, your, change yeah. your
2: Facebook profile to the time magazine cover of right. the kids on the cover. Right. Um, and I see a lot of yeah. my
1: friends who are just emotionally like fed up with the whole gun thing and and they, I get that too. And they they're just like okay these kids yeah. are these kids are telling it to the adults once and for all you know we want change and I understand the support but like yeah I'm with you I I feel like a, a little bit icky about it cuz it just seems like our culture is so uh, I don't know we're just like, like the especially the media is just so cannibalistic we just chew people up and spit them out we don't think about what happens to them after that we just think oh we're getting the story we're getting the the hot take we're getting the sound bite and then you know two years later what did that do what did that attention do and that demand on on their time their their energy do to them uh i want to end this with um so i've been like i said um, always criticizing my own, so yeah, you know, I'm left of center. But I think some of the most rational thinkers on social media today, or at least speakers, are people who are conservative, never Trump people, because they're just not swayed by partisan rhetoric necessarily. They're just like, hmm. oh no, hmm. I'm not, I'm not towing the party line with this guy, and yeah. they sign. They, yeah. so, they sort of find themselves in the middle because. Um, so I'm listening to them because I'm like, okay, let's let's see what these guys have to have to say and critique. You know, their, what's funny as I was going to say. I think I
2: I think you retweeted this, and I was actually didn't even scroll down on the tip the the prep template, and I said you should read that guy's tweets. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> we think look so at, well. Look what happens when you uh, do a podcast for two years. Exactly. You, you uh, are so on the same page. You know what your partner's going to do before he does it. <laughs> Wild. So
1: yeah, this is uh, this is from Tom Nichols, and I yes, I know it's stupid reading a tweet. All news is tweets now. It's like so and so tweeted this. So I'm sorry. But I thought this was pretty. No, interesting. I almost
2: posted this on the Facebook. I almost posted the link. Like, read this. Oh yeah. And if you hate this, if you hate this whole idea, then we're never going to agree on anything. <laughs> so we might as well <laughs> we can, end this conversation. We should.
1: We'll keep talking. Uh, Tom Nichols. He wrote a book called "The Death of Expertise." Um, how I learned about him was on Sam Harris's podcast, "Waking Up." Um, he he talks about kind of fake news and the death of expertise and why people don't uh, um, people tend not to believe experts anymore. And he tends to be an expert on uh, well. He sort of talks on everything now, but he he was more of an expert on uh, Russia and the Soviets, and um, he was um, sort of an intel person for a couple different administrations, um, U.S. administrations. So really smart guy, teaches it at, uh, I don't know, Harvard, somewhere, something, something big. But anyways, he said this uh, on Twitter, and I thought it was a pretty measured, reasonable response. He says, so I've been getting steam along the lines of, what would you have the kids do? I'll answer that. You won't like it, but here's an answer. Start with, get away from the national media. Next, take time to grieve and to process what happened. That does not happen in green rooms and and in big rallies. That's just giving in to the instant celebrity culture, see David Hogg, and getting hooked on jolts of publicity at an age too young to understand how bad that is. Later, sit down with the adults in your family, your school, in your city. Talk to them. Ask them what they intend to do. Ask them, for for example, how Cruz got his guns and evaded being locked up for so long. Demand to know the points of failure that got your friends killed. Local activism works. Ask the adults in your community to reduce the number of guns in your town, near your school, in your community. Lead a a drive for a gun turn-in. A short-term and doable thing, police departments have reported some successes with these drives. Then demand answers with your parents from the sheriff. Find out who should be fired. Do all this with your parents by your side as the people who pay their salaries. Meet with your members of Congress and ask them to call on the FBI to explain how crews slip past them. Hound your state reps and state senators for progress reports. Keep each other informed and hold regular meetings at school to know how much progress you're making on the local, state, country, and federal level, county and federal level. But make sure that you do something else, like be teenagers finish high school, go to a movie, play games, go to a prom, do things your classmates who died cannot do now. Do not let the media and the short-term feel-good of sudden celebrities steal what's left mm. of high school. Mm. Did I, I mention like Did I mention staying out of the glare of national media? Here's the secret, kids. TV is not your friend. A few months from now, when this is over, you will be old news. Producers and anchors are not your counselors. They feel for you, but they have jobs and other stories. To recap, Stay close to your parents and other relatives and friends, get counseling, get back to the classroom, be an activist at the local level where you can do the most good, and then work with adults in your community to pressure the state and national government. You will learn something very important. Change takes time. It takes drudgery, and it's boring. But when it pays off, it's lasting, and it means something. What's happening right now will end, and you will feel a crushing letdown. This is inevitable. This is what we're talking about, Nate. Do, yeah, yeah. Su- do something sustainable, and whatever you do, do not become the poster children, as some of you are already are becoming, for issues that are being foisted on the back of this tragedy. You are not intersectional avatars fighting general oppression. You're kids who've experienced something hideous. Do not let adults who will gladly take advantage of you put their bumper stickers and causes on you. You have a lot of time to figure out your politics. Give that process time. Don't just absorb them as you're swept along by others who may not have your best interests at heart. That's my advice. Love family, counseling, school, and activism close to home. Less shouting and fist pumping, more learning and participating. And I thought, that sounds like a dad, sure. That sounds like a, you know, a little bit of adult-splaining. But uh, I, I, I thought that was reasonable, you know, for a conservative guy to be like, yeah, get, do a gun drive, change the gun laws get on the get you know talk to your uh, well, legislators well, and make sure that you that is it. you know locally you figure this out
2: that's a human being who can give multiple pieces of advice that don't fall under one line of thinking and i think that's the problem is that like we we've we have to brand ourselves so specifically these days that it's like okay if you if you if you like bernie then you can't you know you can't believe in any conservative ideas And it's like, no, 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 no. Like you can you could have liked Bernie out of the four people you had a choice from and also not like half of his stuff he's he's into. Right. But it's just like, okay, this is the guy that I mostly identify with. But yeah, he said, figure out your politics. That is huge to me. Take time to figure out your politics. You're 17 years old. you know what I was doing when I was 17? Yeah. I actually volunteered for a local Republican congressman in Sacramento. I wore a shirt to work for this guy, to, to, to mail envelopes, and, 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 and my shirt said, friends don't let friends vote for Dems.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you sell out. I would have never I was... been caught dead. I was
2: 17 years old. I thought that was funny. I thought I I thought I knew something about politics and the sure. world. And you had adults I was.
1: in your life were trying we're we're kind of putting their bumper stickers on you. Yeah.
2: Oh, they were. I was like shaking hands with Doug Osi, who later became a congressman. I thought, "Yeah, look at that. I put some guy in office and I knew what I was talking about and I knew what I was doing." Flash forward years later, I'm like, "I I I I have no idea what he <laughs> believe what he thought about, who he was he as was a just human pro being, life, his politics. Yeah. Yeah. You're just <laughs> yeah. Just pro so, life. Just pro life. So so that was me when I was seventeen and uh you know, and I thought I was a pretty smart kid who knew what the hell right. he was talking about.
1: Right. All and, right. Uh, well
2: if I would have been hoisted on stage because something happened and I'd have been toting the party line, saying whatever I had to say that sounded just like get the cheers.
1: Sure. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, there's something that happens know. on stage with the microphone, you know, you and yeah. I both know it. And it we is, do. it's, it's, it's dopamine. It's the same thing as like, you know, checking social media all the time, but it's like bigger and more powerful. And yeah, you can create a little addiction there that you don't even know that's happening. You just, it's a whirlwind and then suddenly you spit out and there's nothing there and you have withdrawal that could oh, kill yeah. you, you know? And I will so. say
2: this. I think at the end of the day, when these kids are going to bed at night, I feel for them. I do feel for them. I don't think it's going to go well for them. I really think the the whirlwind of all this is going to come back to them. Yeah. And uh, like it came back to me, you know, like, I, and, and I'll wrap this up after this, but I remember just like putting out my solo record and emailing 30, 40 people who had helped Sherwood in its career. And I got maybe... An email back from right. one person. And I was just like, shit. Like, I, these are like 30 people that helped our bandits in, in our career, and none of them have right. any concern or care right. anymore. This is how it works. This is how humanity works. Right. You think these people are your friends, you think these people care about you. And at the end of the day, they have jobs and they have their own families. And right. You, you need to go back to the people, like he says: family, friends, counseling, school, close to home. Right. And I think that's, I think that's what yeah. I needed to hear.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, so, anyway. I know that those kids are listening to our podcast, so I hope they get your advice. Um, <laughs> we're oh, helping. Yeah. We're helping. We're helping them. Yeah,
2: David. Just chill out, man. Yo, just David, chill out.
1: Yo, just chill, man. We're a little older than you. We know <laughs> how things go. No, we're gonna adult explain no. <laughs> some things to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Get some good no, people. Stay off good... of Facebook. Exactly. Yeah, Twitter. If you, don't,
2: tw- if you don't agree, they will blast you, my friends. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, feel free to disagree with us by all means. Um, Nate and I, you know, this yeah. is just a, we're just winging it here, so we haven't really thought about it's everything. Awesome. Obviously, uh, if you have a counter argument or if we've left something out that is important, I'm sure we have. I have multiple arguments on the issue. I actually read. I actually wrote like a 10-page blog once. Um, about why we need gun Dang. control. so uh, I never posted it because it was so boring it went back into the history and everything in the second amendment but um Love please it. email us at don't email the trolls at gmail.com if we have any uh if you have any comments and then also you can hit us up at trollspodcast.com Twitter at trollspod instagram at TrollsPodcast. yeah um,
2: and if you're gonna send us an email understand that this was a critique about the sort of the downsides it is not does not mean there aren't any good sides. Right. So, so don't write us an email and say, these are all the good sides. You guys didn't talk about any of this. We, we, we get that. This right. whole thing was about, like, okay, it's, you know, we get it, but here's the undertones. So right. I don't know. I just feel like that happens a lot. You and I kind of are are, are talking about a certain, uh, like, you know, sub-problem uh, underneath right. something that it could be good or bad, and... And uh, typically, it's like, well, you missed out all these points. It's like, oh, yeah, we know, we know all the good points. I think we know the good points, right? Yeah, everyone uh, hears
1: the main, yeah. the main point. But uh, the the point of our podcast is to give you a little third take, which is it wasn't really that unique. I think. I think a lot of people are thinking this no. way. They're just maybe a little afraid to speak it. So we'll do that. Well, well get, you know, being
2: we'll get... being having your own
1: fifteen minutes of fame, I right. guess,
2: is something that not everyone experiences. So right there
1: you go. Well. Flame on, flame us if you want, you guys. Um, yeah, until- less shouting
2: and fist bumping, <laughs> more learning and participating.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, later.